Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our episode 26 of season four, our hot topics for round five, Chris. Yeah, we've um, we've gotten through the first, uh, I suppose, uh, uh, correction trade round and now we're, we're at round four and there's panic stations and there's injuries and there's everything. Everything's it's going, going crazy. On. Everything, everything is going on. I feel for those who brought in Shannon Hearn this week. Uh, <laughs> All sixteen hundred people. Oh, ouch, Unlucky. Ouch town. But before we go on, let's start off with our socials. We are SC Insider One Hundred. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, on Twitch, and our audio platforms as well: Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and Podbean. Chris, he, um, he actually, <laughs> you guys don't see this. He's written it down on the wall behind the camera so he doesn't stuff it up anymore. I respect you. Well done. Well done, sir. And well on done. YouTube, just search for a Supercoach Insider. Yeah, well done. Okay. Congratulations. So, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different as far as formats we're going straight into, which is why we've sort of renamed it our Hot Topics podcast, straight into the information that you want to know, the things that you're hanging out for. And if you want to know how we score each week, the trades we have made and what we're considering for the week, we might actually join them together and put it up on the line in a podcast format as well. Otherwise, YouTube for us and you can see what we're doing. That way you can specifically find us and what we're doing instead of us clogging up the audio feeds each week. Yes, it, I think it's going to be um, a little bit better in terms of how we deliver the content. And um, we've got those people that obviously love to complain about everything. So, <laughs> Also known as Chris's ex-wife. Yeah. Um, oh, that's like, can I make those jokes? Sure, everybody else is. Now, first thing though, very, very, very important special announcement here is we have got the Juicy IPAs. Juicy, juicy. Now, this is donated and you know today is sponsored by Jeremiah Brown. Jeremiah, mate, kudos to you. Chris, I'm going to, you're going to crack one from the other side? Mate, I'm going to crack one from your side because I know how you drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, touche. Now, this is juicy. We had to travel to grab this. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. It says treat like milk on the can and drink from the can. What? I'm so confused. Treat like milk. Mm. Oh yeah, that's decent. It's wow, a nice IPA. It's a bit. It's lighter than I thought it would be. I thought it was New England, like, like a, a very um a very fruity IPA, but it's actually quite nice. Hits so the, hits the right tunes. <laughs> stings the nostrils. Um, Jeremiah Brown, thank you. And you thank know you we much. love. We know you, you know we love our beer donations. This is what gets us through and uh, keeps us ticking. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Jeremiah. Beautiful. Who's next for next week? <laughs> um, no, just kidding. But first thing we're going to go is. We have some news, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I've been hanging on to this for a little bit. We have some answers. You know, you know I like to send my emails and sometimes you, know, you have to you have to pay for a response. However, here is a response, Chris. Yeah, this one's pretty good actually. Dane the man Zorko is kind enough to accept my money. <laughs> hey, buddy, boy. Zorky, mate. Uh, I actually I don't remember you offering me coffee. Um, that's what I say, didn't uh, Fuck up, Chris. But I uh, certainly um, must have forgotten, mate. But uh, next time, I'll tell you what, 
if you come up to me at a cafe or if you see me at, make sure you, you come and say hello. I'll get you a coffee um, and then you can show it up. The boys have been giving you shares since May, all right? Uh, that will teach them. But uh, hope you have a good year with Supercoach. Hopefully you pick me up. Hopefully I can get a couple of scores for it as well. And remember, go the Lions. Cheers, mate. <laughs> the oh, what a rig! The naked magician, half Maya, naked, go to in this as well. well go to done. YouTube. Hey, I'm not even upset. Um, <laughs> so you heard it here first. He may or may not remember who I am, <laughs> uh, unequivocally. Well, also good to know he knows whereabouts he is in Supercoach because his twelve clangers last week were not good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He yes. was not pumping out the good scores last week. But, no, we do love the Zorks. Thank you very much. Yes, thanking you. So, there you, you heard it. He will buy me a coffee if I ever get the, <laughs> if I get the balls to, to find You're him. Gonna have to, you have to walk up to him and be like, Oi, um, so remember that guy who like, got you on Swish and asked about the coffee and blah, blah, and he'll be like, no. Nah. We need to make... <laughs> We need to make shirts that have Supercoach Insider on it. And on the okay. back, on the back, I'm going to have it, you know, like stitched in. Dane Zorko owes me a coffee. <laughs> so if I see him, I can turn around and point that to my back fantastic. and be like, dude, you owe me a fucking coffee. I so there you go. We have answers. Or just buy front row tickets. And when he kicks a goal and swing around, hey, 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 you owe me a coffee. <laughs> Show up to training for an autograph and then turn around. I like it a lot. I like it. Well, that's my best shot. Otherwise, if I have a hot sister, maybe, you know. Do you? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant no, he's you not going there. No. That's Fuck fantastic. Up. I'm too busy thinking forward. All right, so on our agenda for today, we're going to look at uh, hot topic number one is non-playing rookies, what you can or cannot do. I just noticed that Damien actually asked this exact question on Facebook. So, um, yeah, thanks for that, Damien. And number two, for our, um, those paying attention, we're going for the busted or wasted Similar to the Grand Theft Auto, suspended or injured players, are they busted or are they wasted? Then we're going for underperforming premiums, what I like to call the Josh fucking Kelly playlist. Um, <laughs> and fourth of all, we have upgrading eyes. So those who are actually looking at to bring in our side nice and promptly. So Chris, going to the non-playing rookies, what are your thoughts? Uh, so um, we do have some rookie uh, news. So Highmore was obviously not um, listed to play tomorrow. So we, we obviously had the um, St Kilda teams come in. Um I do think he plays at some stage. I think you can afford to hold him. And with the new rookies that we've got coming in, obviously we had Chapman last week. Liam Jones is on the horizon for next week. There's people you can bring in to cover if you need to. Um, Cozzy is also likely to come in. So if you have Cozzy this week, Mitch Lewis was suspended. So it's likely that Cozzy comes straight back in. Now, having said that, it's also likely that he might go straight out the next week. But at least if you say have Caleb Daniel and you just need that one player on field just to get you anything but a zero, Cozzy could be that this week. Um, also, I heard Sharp played really well in the um, in the twos. He um, did. He's in he's in, in line for a possible recall, which would be nice. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's panic stations just yet. And, I mean, if you have Sharp, you've probably got Clark. You could probably swing that back into your defense as well. There are other options. Um, if you got on Chapman, great. I also think that Chapman could be someone that you still could get if it – if there's a situation in your team, like I wouldn't be paying up necessarily to get him unless you just have the cash lying around. I'd rather go Jones, I think, than pay for Chapman for yeah. that. You know, he was already Jones expensive. Yeah, but Chapman was already expensive. I don't see the point in paying an extra hundred or fifty k on top of that. So that's my opinion there. Um, Henry, Chris, am I fucked? Uh, yeah, you made a fucking issue there. Uh, look, there's <laughs> look the, the problem with any of the Collingwood rookies especially like Finn McRae has been announced to play this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he'll be a really good rookie. Now the, the problem is 
with him, with Henry, there's um, Bo McCreary, uh, McCreary sorry, that played last week. McGuinness. Yep, you've still got Reef McGuinness to come in. You've still got um, Caleb Poulter to come in. You've still got Jay Rantle. Uh, Trent Bianco's injured, but he'll come in sometime this year. So there's potentially six or seven rookies that are going to get game time. So it could be a, a working rule. Um, sorry, roulette wheel. Like every week, who's going to play? Now, I hope that Buckley does give them all decent game time. And it's probably horses for courses, but um, yeah, at any given time, they could just, I wouldn't be going early on a Finn McRae. I wouldn't be going early on an you know, Oliver Henry or, or, or similar. But if McRae is playing midfield, even, even if he's yet to play a game, I don't care, based on his name, right? If he plays midfield, if he's lined up midfield, would you play McRae on the field or would you play a row on the field? Row, you mean? Row, yeah, you row, really need row. To learn how to pronounce his Well, name. I'm playing the roulette row. Row, row, row your boat. Right. <laughs> um, no, I would 100% play Finn McRae on field this week. See, that's what I'm saying. Points but, on field. But Midfielder, role of rotation. Yeah, but I wouldn't be bringing him in. There's just no way I would do it. Like If, if it was week three and I had to expose scores and I was bringing him in, then sure. But I'm not bringing him in just to maybe gain 10 to 20 points on row. And then row jumps 100 and Finn McRae's dropped next week. Like, super coach gods have done worse. All right, I'm just saying. So Remember how I brought in coming nice and early after one game? I do remember that. That was really fun. I did that too. Yeah, that was why, around the buys. We, why we, couldn't it be 2021 right now for um, that one? So, okay, interesting there. So you're saying nay to McRae. Um, oh, well, not just not right now. Like I'm saying in two weeks, you're going to have – it's a perfect time in two weeks. He's mid-forward. Yeah. You've and, got all these rookies that are going to be due in two weeks. And it's been perfect because those rookies are, are still premature. Yeah, absolutely. They're, if, they're if there's something Chris knows, it's prematureness. I knew I'm premature. However, <laughs> um, when, when are we talking about upgrade, like, uh, yeah, downgrades? Oh, downgrades? So, Well, there's only one rookie, really. It's so, no, Waterman. There's, there's three. So Waterman is the is the is really the only one we're talking about, though. Um, the problem with Waterman is is you've, you've probably already got all these slow burn forwards in your team. Right, so you've got Scott or McNeil or Rowe, um, Fullerton, all of these guys that are probably averaging anywhere between thirty to fifty-five. That are going to take six to eight weeks to make your cash. Now, unfortunately, Waterman looks like that because even though he's scored, you know, what eighty-one and fifty-seven, I believe, he's still scored two goals in both of those games to achieve that score. There's going to be a game where he doesn't get a goal. And he's going to literally get you a 20, just like a lot of the rookies have so far this And year. Essendon were competitive in both of those games. Yeah. So um, I don't mind him because he is basement price. But would you go, say, a Henry to a Waterman just to make 30K because Henry's a spud? Like, for, you know, some other people, I, they, I they've actually, got some rookies that are pretty would. shit as well. I think that's, that's a correction trade, though. That's yeah, not it's like, not a, it's not not a making money. To, yeah, you're doing that to gain cash from Waterman because you don't think Henry's going to be in there. Now... If if Henry was going to be in the team the next four weeks, Bo McCreary wouldn't have played because that he he could have come in for, instead of Bo McCreary. That's his role. Like he could have played that small forward role. So I don't think, especially with the way McCreary played, I have a query got- on Bo McCreary. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> Well, he had eight tackles and a goal, mate. So I'm, you, should, I'm, you should understand. Well, I'm McCurious. Uh He's just, he, we only just got him in this year's draft. He's a uh, medium type four pressure, uh, pressure forward. Yeah, he tackled so, a lot forward, 50 tackles. My God. Yeah, he was, he was um, getting up and down the ground. I really like him. I I'm, again, he's another one of those guys, small forwards. Um, is he going to be able to continue this? He's, he's another guy that we can have a look on the bubble next week. I'm not sure. For the extra, he's only 117K. 
I'd honestly just rather grab the 15K from Waterman, but it, it does depend. Again, none of the rookies really are ready. So the only reason why you would trade in Waterman is because you desperately needed a trade-in target this week. So for you, I could understand because you need to try and maximize that Henry mistake. Well, yeah, or, but or I could also wait a, wait a couple of weeks and go for a McQuarrie or a you know, McCray. You could, yeah, absolutely. But you won't gain any cash out of that, and that's the only thing. Yeah, I know. That's a tough one. So it really depends on your situation for your team, how many trades you've made already, if you think he is worthwhile as well. It's very, it's very well. team dependent. I mean, the only reason I'm looking at doing it, like I, I'm actually trading at Jones. Um, is it? No, Jordan, sorry. Um, now, I don't think Jordan trading out is necessarily a must-have this week, must thing to do. But for reasons that I'll go into the podcast, I need to make that trade this week for my future trades to work. So I'll uh, go into that into the other podcast, but um, that's fine. But yeah. tell us though, Jordan, why you think he is not a must trade out? Because, because that is, that is relevant. Yeah, his 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 time on ground has progressively gotten worse since the it return was of Barney. Fifty six percent this week. Yeah, so it went from seventy horrible. So seventy three percent week one, then it was down to sixty five for the uh, six and sixty six for the next two weeks, and then this week was fifty six. So it's just progressively gotten worse and worse and worse. Even if he gets named, I just can't see him making enough cash. Also, his role slightly changed. Oh, so you are getting rid of him. I thought you were saying he's not necessarily out. Oh, I'm definitely getting rid of him. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah he's 100%. gone. His break-even's pretty but, shit too. But he, like, he'll still make, uh, even scoring shit, he should still make you another 50K. So I don't think he needs to go this week. I just think that I'm not sure he gets of the guys named. there... I think he gets named. Well, I think he's he's good value, but when you're playing someone 56% of the game, why the fuck are they there? They're there to um, – he's there fill to – Fill a gap, fill a role. Literally. You Hey, you, you come on and play when Clayton Oliver's off the field. You yep. come on and play when Clayton's off the field. That's it. 100%. He's literally plugging in the holes either in the forward line or the midfield when they need rest. That's all he's doing. Man, that sucks because Viney's – It's a shit role. The good mids aren't even feeding you the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What hope have you got? Try and, you've got to try and make the most of the time on ground that you have. And unfortunately, right. he just hasn't the last week or two. So, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate for, for him right now. I can't see that changing without an injury to their midfield. And that sort of leaves him in a bit of a predicament right now. So, Well, with Viney, that could be any week. Um, but again, I do think that he, he can probably still make 50K if you want to hold him. I don't think he's, he's not a must trade out. You're not going to lose cash on him, really. No, but the um, problem is that low score of 24 or whatever it's now was in that. His cycle, it's so in it's, his it cycle. Takes, yeah, you're going to have to keep him for two, three weeks. It's also also the Caleb Daniel effect, <laughs> which right. I'm talking about short stocks. Um, okay, <laughs> so Chapman is predicted to go up another 56,000 this week. At 207,000K, would you bring him in if you don't have him already? I think there are situations where you should bring him in. Like, say, for example, if you, you have high more on field. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you, if you can't field someone because you've got Daniel and you want to hold him. I don't see a problem with bringing in Chapman because I, I still think, I think based on his scoring right now, Chapman is the sort of guy that's going to be able to get to 300, 350K. So you're still going to be able to make enough to justify the trade. Um, and he's a good scorer on field. What's happened now is almost like a negative against not having him because so many people brought him in. So And a lot of people are playing him on field. So if I think he's a lot of people or 90s and you're you're playing if he's a on, field, on field, yeah, you then you, I mean? yeah, it hurts. And the reason was is because Young got injured, so a lot of people were forced to trade, and he exactly. was the logical choice at the logical time. Which is why I brought him in because I felt so many people were bringing him in. Yep. So I actually brought him in just to kind of negate that. Well, the interesting thing this week is actually going to be the rookie rucks 
So Ooh, um, is Flynn going to be named? Well, I don't think he will be because based on what the coaches said, he's sort of talked down Mummy playing back to backs, which I understand. But then he said he also still wants to get games into Briggs. Now we flagged this in the in the preseason that Flynn, yep, he's probably the number one. But at any time, Briggs can come in for just a week. You know, he wants to develop him as a ruckman as well. So it might not be Flynn that actually returns this week. It could be Briggs. And then you're really screwed. What if you have Flynn at R2 and you were like, fuck this, I'm taking you know, Tracy for a week? Or if and you don't even have that, that if, you, if you cop, field. or if you copped a zero, then what are you doing? You've yeah. got. It, can you rely on Flynn for the year? No, don't, I, I, you as an R two, that is. Oh no, definitely not. No, uh, I agree. Um, and the other problem is that uh, Rory Lobb could come back this week. So if he comes back, is Meek still playing? Because I would say that their best combination is probably going to be Darcy Ruck one, and uh, Ruck two is Rory Lobb as a forward target. Yep. So. I, I can't see them playing all three of them. No, I can see Tracy playing with them because Tracy looks like a serviceable forward regardless. Yeah, whereas Meek's not as serviceable no. as a forward. It's the old, um, was it Archie Smith for yeah. the Lions? He, he, he couldn't play forward, which is you know why the big O actually got a, a gig ahead of him in the forward line. And then when he could have a chance in the ruck, he, yeah. he dominated. So. Now, there's a chance Hunter could play this week, even though they have named Marshall. Oh, he could be a laid out. Right. Um, yeah, they've said that. They don't know if he's going to be all right. He'll be playing the captain's run today. Yeah, left his, left his Christopher's. Um, played in the captain's run, and he actually tore his plantar fascia, and, and apparently it's better than, than straining it when you tear it. I don't know how that works. It's someone it's else. It's under your foot. That. How does a big boy run? I don't know. But right, well, that's, I, that's I, kind of getting into our injured and – was it wasted and – yeah. So, I mean, what that means is Hunter might play. I don't, I don't know. We won't know until tomorrow night, last minute. But, uh, yeah, something to keep an eye on. Um, the other one that is uh, a rookie is Luke Parks. Um, and I, don't, I just don't think he's got the scoring potential there to be able to do it. Um, he plays a lot more lockdown than I was hoping because in the, in the twos, he's, he was generally an intercept defender. But he's definitely playing more lockdown to try and free up the... Um, uh, the Carlton defenders there. So okay. So lastly, on the rookies, Lachlan Jones, Bo McQuarrie, 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 McQuarrie. Yep, McQuarrie, McQuarrie. Jeez, yep. what a creepy query kind of name. Um, would you bring either of those boys in early, unless it's dire straits? Uh, I wouldn't bring either of them unless you absolutely needed to. But Lockie Jones is the one. The problem is Lockie Jones is. Is an, it's, it's an, the reason why he didn't start round one is that they've got so much depth on the half back line at Port Adelaide. Yes, but injury, right? So injury. You're looking at Dersma's gone. Butters, obviously, I can't believe it's not Butters is gone. Yes. Now, what they did this week to actually fit Jones in is they moved Houston to midfield, which kills me because I think he scores better from behind the ball. Um, but Houston in midfield is great. Um, from for Jones from from his um, job security potential, if they're going to hold him there now with Butters and Dersmer out, you would think that that is the likely scenario is that they keep Houston in midfield because they're going to need an extra midfielder there, um, and that really secures up his job security. You just don't know though. So no, Rockliffe. Uh, had a concussion last week as well, so they were forced not to play him. So that might have brought Houston in. Now Houston might stay there or Rockcliffe might come in. They still have some options. Yeah, there's there's a few that they're looking at. I know Bonner is one that they talked about. Uh, Bergman obviously is on the cusp. Um, and also uh, Woodcock apparently played very well in the twos as well. 
Um, so they've and Jackson Mead is another one that they've got there that they want to play through. So there is a, a few different options. Side note: Do you think the Port recruiter just gets hard on Woodcock and Bonner? Yeah, absolutely. Just goes for phallic names. <laughs> um, look, Bo McCreary. Uh, I just need to see another game. Is again a small forward. Would, would you wait a week if you could down. though? Would you wait a week if you could instead of getting Waterman? Last point. Uh, would you get Waterman or would you wait a week for one of those boys if you if you weren't stressed? Oh, if I didn't need to, I wouldn't get either of them. I don't think I don't think next week's going to be early enough to downgrade. Really, I, I mean, if if you want to get one, I don't know, I, and you didn't need to. I just don't see the point in getting either. I don't think you should trade this week unless you absolutely have to. Okay, done. Beautiful. All right, cool. let's let's move on to the busted or wasted, suspended or injured players. Good old Grand Theft Auto, I believe. Caleb Bottomshoff, Daniel. <laughs> now, JT, shout out to Jez Butler, Mark Redburn, and a lot of other people on Twitter and Facebook have been saying, yes, that is me. Oh, man, that's an interesting one. We're also looking at what to do with, I can't believe it's not Butters, looking for Butters alternatives. Isaac, I'm always injured. Heaney, Taylor, they need me. Adams, and I'm always <laughs> I'm always hurt. Hearn. Now, we'll start from the top is Caleb Daniel, he's six hundred, uh, so four hundred and sixty-seven k with a break even yep. a one fifty-nine suspended for a week. Apart from putting up shit scores like a nineteen, ends up spear tackling people, which I don't know how. His core strength must be huge, or that low center of gravity going in his favor, Chris. Yeah, trade absolutely trade. I don't think there's any way around not trading him. Thirty percent owned. He is shitting the bed. Not metaphorically speaking. Actually, shat the bed. Played horrible. His Role isn't even that great. They're using some other people because the dogs are no longer as reliant coming out of defense. And yep. he's just not playing himself. And now he's suspended. Catch him later. There's a few things as well with that. Um, so we've got Crozier likely coming back this week. So they've got Crozier and um, and Dorea. Dorea has been playing fantastic and they're utilizing him all over the ground. Bailey Williams is killing it yep. still, taking another step. They've got Bailey Williams, they've got Bailey Dale, and then they've got Easton Wood as their medium defenders. And they've now got Lockie Young, who's actually played quite well, and Alex Keith there as their central def- as their uh, keys. Now, they Caleb Daniels obviously still their best user, but if he's not a best user, he's literally the biggest liability in their team because he can't defend, he can't take intercept marks, he can't spoil the ball. He very rarely lays a tackle, and he doesn't really get contestable. Caleb Daniels can defend. He can defend a low ball. <laughs> he can defend a ground ball. He can de- he can defend when someone kicks it behind, and then he gets a free possession from the, <laughs> from the kick out. And he's not even really being utilized. They're, they're doing what they, what I like to call the Carlton, which is anyone can take the kickouts at the Bulldogs right now. And I don't like that. I, that's he needs. That's yeah. if that's his only real role. His only role is as a user out of defense. You've got to use him. But I think it's like role and condition. I call it the environmental factors. If it's windy, Caleb's not kicking it because his leg's not strong enough. If it's wet, Caleb's not kicking it because he's not strong enough. Also, at Marvel, he could be the one that they go to because obviously you could take the wind out of the... The sail. And it was obviously, um, it was very windy in the weekend. So that could be definitely a thing. I, yeah. I respect that. That's, that's a nice little observation. You. Well, yeah, environmental factors. It's um, it's not it's not all me. It's when partly with the wind, he can almost make the fifty meter line. <laughs> <laughs> it's partly my observations, and the you know the environmental factors is all me. But some yeah. of some of the insights but also JB. Like like, what do you think he averages? Like let's Shout say okay, let, let's say um for the rest of the season, what is the average? Like put a figure right now. 
95. Right. Now, take out the fact that he's also playing a game and, and remove what... So, let's say you've got a rookie on field. That rookie's Cozzy, right? And 40. he gets a 40. Yep. So, now you now it's 55 points out of that overall, what, next 20 games. There's another five points per game. 20 games? Oh, not even. They so, play 22 yeah, so minus four. That's 18 game. points. So, now he's averaging 89, 89 a game. Well, fuck. I don't know, Chris. I don't have a calculator. Well, I'm just... Yeah, let's just, let's just say it's 90, right? That's just definitely, that's nowhere even in the realm of top 10 defenders right now. The, uh, the I think top eight is GF is 103 and top, the 10th is uh, exclu- excluding guys that have played one game. Um, Doherty is 10th at 99.9. So it's just nowhere near the realm of the top 10 defender. If you incorporate that, is that pretty accurate? I'm just going to say yes. I ha- I, did, I, I found a calculator, but you know, quick maths not my strong suit. Um, unless I can't even remember what we we're figuring out. To be uh, yeah. So for me, it's it's a it's a hundred percent a trade out. I don't I yeah. can't see a, 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 the benefit of holding him at this stage of the season. If it was later in the season, you had you know less games to worry about. Um, potentially, you just hold him, and you you probably have less trades at this point with the unknown of the season. I, you just got to trade. I just don't see a way around it. Now, who do you trade him to? That's that's the hard thing. That is what we'll be getting to, and I think a lot of these will be linked depending on the issues that you have. Um, the only interesting thing is, oh, wow. So this week, right, the only thing is that you could actually try and wait to see um, who – I'm just trying to work out if there's a way you can keep him, Chris. It's a, it's a funny one. Mm. Uh, it is – Interesting. Yeah, no, I don't see I think a lot of these players are, are, are tripped in. So what I think we'll do is what we'll do is we'll go through and we'll talk about all the injured players and then recommendations because at the moment people probably have sharp in midfield or defense. So they you've have got some DPPs. Flexibility. Yeah. Okay. They also have forward mids that are flexible. So I think we'll give you a few options and then it'll be based on your team and, and role dependent as to what you go with. Sounds good. Let's go. Um, so, so Butters, next one. So, obviously a trade is 10 to 12 weeks. Butters is out. He's 501K. He has to be gone. Um, Isaac Heaney, 448K, two to three weeks. I, I still think, again... I think that's more of a, are you playing league or are you playing overall? Yeah. Like, Same as Daniel, I knew, think. Daniel, yeah. Daniel, he can go. Overall, I think he's gone because he's, he's shit. No, I think either way, you don't want to be going into a matchup when you've got Daniel and they've got a top six defender. That 19's a liability, hey, that it's, low scoring. It's not even that. It's just... Like if he's if you you were expecting a ninety five average or a ninety average from him for the rest of the season or any any week, and you're going in against a top six defender and a top six defender right now is like like Jaden Short's like sixth, like no, short or is he? I thought he was a bit higher. Yeah. But if you or had like, Daniel versus Short, you'd be shorting your pants. <laughs> you would be. You, you would be. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like there's so. Oh no, I think actually Rory Laird is six at like one hundred five. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, they're killing. It's ten points overs. You're getting killed. Like there's yeah. no way you're not getting absolutely destroyed. Defense is the one spot this year. Everyone's flying um, because of the, the rebound rate, the quicker ball movement, the kick out rules. Everything's just crazy. We thought last year was good for defenders. This year is like last year on roids. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Adams five hundred six k. Obviously a trade out for again what ten weeks or so. Ten, ten weeks out with an MCL. Yep. Yep. Shannon Hearn four seventy six k break even. Two to even. three. They've said two to three break even of four seventy six. At least he's. Still a good price as well. Yeah, look, I mean, look, I don't know why you would have Shannon Hearn. He's going to probably do another one in about four weeks' time. So, Yeah, we spoke <laughs> – I feel like we jigged him. We spoke about this literally last week saying, yeah, look, he's good, he's scoring well, but, again, he's old and he's probably going to do a calf. And next minute, bang, does a calf. 
Yeah, is we, this probably, our, we probably did jinx him. Is this our fault? But this happened. This has been happening ever since yeah. the back end of two years ago. What was it? 20, 2018? He's had soft tissue injuries the last twenty four months. It's, yeah, it's sad. It's it just is what it is. And so probably his last year. Surely, if you've got the chance to tr- again, if you're playing for overall, you're probably trading him. If you're playing for league wins, you might you probably hold him for the next few weeks and then see if you can use him as a pod. Depends on who your matchups are too. Have a look for leagues. Have a look at who you're playing. If you're playing the absolute nuffies down the bottom of the ladder, <laughs> then you could probably hold and actually get lucky. You know, if you're playing the top of your league, and that's just a, a logistical no, that's scenario. You, you, totally if you're playing, if you're like, playing oh, the top of your league, I could totally get through the next few weeks. I'm not yeah, trading. <laughs> but if you if you have a look and you're going, okay, these are actually really strong people. I want to either shore up my you know win loss percentage, or you want to actually try and win, then you might move him on. If you're playing nuffies. And they're yeah. and they're literally all of their bench is one oh two K rookies and they have no idea, then you're like, Yeah, cool. That's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, so now going to options. We'll go defenders, midfielders, and forward options. And this is going to be really, really team dependent. Some of you have cash in the bank, like me. Some of you have bare bones, no fucking cash. So it's gonna be harder for you if you have a four hundred and fifty or sixty K defender. Now This is where Waterman becomes Key because a lot of people are looking yep. at, like, say, a Jordan to Waterman because that gives them the ability to upgrade, you know, to an actual super premium yes. or someone that they just really didn't have. And Waterman could be the stack of 2021 where he looks okay and you don't think he's that great. Next minute, he pulls out a couple of good scores and everyone's going, What the hell? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Ridley, 614K, averaging 133, break even of 88. He's still going up in price, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Uh, look, <sighs> would you move mountains? Now, here's the thing. Now, we've you had have the cash. We've had some. Oh, yeah, I feel but bad even, about going like one down, one up. Daniel to Ridley is like a hundred and fifty thousand. Considering they probably started at the same price, one of them's climbing Everest and the other one's cleaning fucking gutters. I think you got to because it's probably the only chance you're going to be able to have to. Like, so what I mean by that Surely is, surely Ridley so drops a low score at some point. You've got a guy that's four sixty k. And you only need 150k, which is a one. Only no, I know two trades to sideways. But Ridley's averaging right now is averaging 53 points per game more. It's not like he's the number. Isn't he the number one super coach player right now? Ridley would be it'd be him or Gorn. Oh, 133. I don't know. Gorn's close. Now, I'm not Tex saying... Tex Walker's close, Chris. <laughs> I know that it's it's unlikely that Ridley holds this level of form for the year. I, I understand that. I can see that. But let's say he averages 115 for the season, which is very plausible. It's 18 points per game, less than what he's averaging right now. Then when he drops cash, is he going to drop enough for you to be able to jump on him at that specific moment in time? Or do you take advantage of this, what we've got right now, where you've got a guy that's 460K or you've got, say, a, a, um, a Butters at, at almost 500K and you can quite easily one down, one up if you can do it in your team. So I don't okay. – I so actually let, really like that. So let's talk one down. And you're getting him early. Remember, you're getting him in round four as opposed to round 12. So you're gaining eight rounds of scoring to catch up to the group. Yeah, if you're going for overall, not a bad ploy. Chris, don't interrupt me again. Sorry. I don't like it when you interrupt me. <laughs> Um, okay, so one, away, so one down, one up options. One down, one up, Caleb Daniel to Ridley. One down, one up. If you don't have the cash, you could go from Butters to a Dunkley if you don't have him already. Or a Dustin Martin, who's 6'11K, obviously played one game. The problem with Dust, uh, so Dangerfield, sorry, it's Dangerfield. 
Six eleven k for Dangerfield. The problem is with Dangerfield is fourteen percent held him. Yeah, they're all league players. For Four, sure. yeah, league players. Now, yeah. if you're playing overall and Butters has killed it, and you and you have the money, you could look elsewhere. But Dangerfield, fourteen percent owned, obviously league players. So you, could, you, if he does well, you could actually bump yourself up. They're the only one down and one up options. If you have the cash, would you go Butters to um, Dunkley first of all? Uh, oh. It's no. 100K, 100K. Would you spend 100K going oh. from Butters to Dunkley if you don't have him? Well, now, 40%, yeah, yes. 48% of the comp have Dunkley. I would 100% get Dunkley before I got Danger. But would I get – if you didn't have Ridley or Dunkley, oh, no, 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 who I'd go with. I, the reason is, exactly like you said, um, Dangerfield's not going to hurt you right now. Now, most people aren't going to get Dangerfield until the round one by, the, the, Correct. the round 12 by. So they actually have a harder round coming up from now to the buy before it gets slightly right. easier. They've had their early run. I think they might have this week's the easiest one for a little bit, North Melbourne. Then Geelong actually gets a little bit harder, has their buy, easier run again. Yeah. And so for me, I personally would 100% lock in Dunkley if you don't have him. Now, obviously, he's in 48% of teams. A lot of people already have Dusty. D1 danger. I don't know if it'd go to one down, one up. To, he's just not, he's not important enough to get. Ridley, on the other hand, is super important to get. So for if that, you can for that somehow, price, yeah, same if you can price. somehow swing to get Ridley instead of going to danger, that's what I'd do. Yeah, one averaging 133, the other danger field averaging 92. Is, he's going to drop. Well, he, he could possibly drop cash. Like, don't get me wrong. We don't know what role he's going to play. He comes out in the preseason, yeah, Brad Scott, and he says, Oh, is it? Chris Scott, Brad Scott, it's Chris Scott, isn't it? Oh, yeah, fuck Chris. both the Scots. <laughs> and he goes, oh, he's going to be playing pure midfield. Round one comes out and he plays so much forward time, it's ridiculous. Only scores a 92 and just burns everyone that started with him. He gets suspended and then we can reevaluate. So we just don't know. And maybe that was the plan with Cameron in the side, but we haven't got any exposed form with Cameron in the side. So until Cameron comes back, we really don't know. I would rather just wait around, see what happens. And just, we, again, you've got all the way up to the buy to make that decision. So just, I don't see the reason to really urgently get him. Quick sidetrack. Jeremy Cameron, maybe he they rest him for a week, but surely half a game at full forward is like... Apparently uh, you can play people in the AFL at 55% time on ground. Yeah, just so play, play Jeremy that. Cameron at full forward. They're playing North Melbourne, for God's sake. Oh. Just sit him, in, sit him in the square and play him half game time. That's like a full game of VFL. Surely. I mean, looking four minutes, Tex got 50 scoring two goals. In the last four minutes last week. Yes. Wow, big Texan. Uh, okay, so now, so Ridley's done. Uh, Bose 503K like averaging 115.5. Uh, break even a 93. Now, here's the advantage. Bose 5% of teams, but Bose pushed up the ground a little bit more last week. Yeah, later in the game. Um, so I, I, I love Bose, and um, I think we've all been waiting for this breakout. He's taking uh, majority of the kickouts. I think last week he took – there was 13 kickouts. He took seven, um, and Power took six. Now – How many, though, early compared to uh, late? Exactly, yeah, because he moved up further. In, in, so I think so you're he's saying, still you're the saying, one taking the kickouts, but because he was moved up the field later in that game, then it was yeah, switched over to Power. Would it bode well to get Bose? Yes. Now, here's the thing with Bose. So, it is risky. Now, there are other options for a similar price that you can also get in. Now, 
He's 503k, so he's not exactly cheap. You're still going to have to find money to get him unless you're saying going, you know, Butters is very similar. Well, Daniel, price. would you spend 50k Daniel to both? 100% I would. I'd do it in a heartbeat because I do believe that he's actually going to be a top six defender. I believe. Now, the thing is, it you have, you're banking on a breakout at this point. So we've got four games exposed form. In those four games, he's had three in his entire career. He's had three 30 possession games in his entire career. They've all been this season. So is it a breakout? It looks like a breakout. It screams of a breakout, but there's every chance that this only lasted as a purple patch for six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, and then he drops off a cliff. Bose has had runs of six games or so before averaging 90 to 100. I can't remember when, but then he dropped off a cliff. The difference this year. I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk about him because I I dropped him in a keeper league because I didn't have room for him, Chris. So you didn't realize, and no one did, that Lacocious would be moving up to a wing, which is this is the biggest impact, by the way. Lacocious was moving to a wing. What happened to my recommendation? (laughs) Lacocious is shit. Your prediction, Bose. Wingers, I'm telling you, they wingers are shit. Wingers are shit at Supercoach. They just uh, uh, there should be a wing position, and then we could all use them, but. Him moving up to the wing means that, they, that he's become the designated user out of defense because look, they used the long, accurate kick of Lacocious last year. He was taking a lot of the kickouts. Now they're using Bowie's almost exclusively as that role. He can win his own ball. He tackles hard. He intercepts the ball. I think is a great selection. He's a risky selection, but he's a good selection. Now, having said that, there are others you could look at. Jaden Short, 533K, averaging 108.3, break even at 99 36% of teams, though. So, this is the thing. So, if you want to go a safer option and go with the crowd... Didn't Short play wing as well? He moved up the ground. Yep. What the fuck? Still had some kickouts. Don't. He played a lot. If he's there... He didn't play the entire game on a wing. He just moved up to... He transitioned between yeah, half-back and wing. That still concerns me. I don't like... Played well. I already have Josh Kelly. I already have people with roles that are unknown. So, I don't really want to choose other people who just move as they please. Um... I don't mind it. I mean, he scored 125 in that role. I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, the safety in numbers is the, the safety pick really is actually Tom Stewart. So the one that we really haven't touched on yet is someone that is just plodding along. And I looked at his figures. He's literally averaging the exact same possessions and almost the exact same marks as he did two years ago where he averaged 100. And he's averaging 98 right now. I, I said this year and we said this year, He's a guy that's just going to average a hundred, yeah. and that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's not. He's going to be around that top ten. Yeah, he's so not going to burn you if you don't have him, but he's going to be serviceable the entire time. He's the kind of player you take home at three a.m. after you buy a hot dog <laughs> with cheese from the uh, dusty old vending machine. Absolutely, Chris. absolutely. He nothing is. wrong with tried and true and steady and goes under the radar. Now, if he could learn to kick forward instead of sideways, he would be fucking averaging a lot more. But that's what I call the Doherty syndrome. Yep. Doherty loves a good sideways or backwards kick that doesn't score you as many points. He oh. loves it. Um, but that's uh, that's another option. Sam Doherty is actually averaging 99.3. Yep. Um, What's his look? As, a, as an owner, Chris, tell me what, what he's like. Because sidetracking right now, I'm thinking of Jordan Clark, and I can't believe they're playing him forward of the ball. <laughs> right. This week, actually, North Melbourne, Jordan Clark could do well. Uh, small forwards against North Melbourne have. What happened to the back pocket racking up the pill, Jordan Clark? Now he's playing forward flank or forward. I don't even know that when they're trying to transition, he's pocket man. He plays a pocket, but he's trying to run Richmond style pocket, and he's trying to run into an open forward line to get the ball. But they go into like Hawkins now. When when it's just he's played as a Richmond style forward pocket player who gets up the ground and then runs back in transition. 
That's what he's played as. It's frustrating. It's okay, so annoying tone. let's not talk about him. Um, Doc- yeah, Doherty. So, so Doherty is playing really he's, – he's playing fantastic football. And if you look at his pure numbers, his possessions are insane. He's marking the ball is, is at an insane rate. His efficiency is good without being fantastic. And he's scoring all right. Now, unfortunately, he's not getting – again, the Carlton thing is a lot of people are taking kickouts. Now, last week he had four, which was the team high. But um, the next, I think, was Lockie Plowman with three. Um, then they have, you know, Persuasive Seaton or whatever had a couple. And then, um, you know, Weedering will come in with a couple. Like, there's no one, like, he's not the one. Like at, like at Essendon where would you 13 points and Ridley's having 11 out of 13 kicks. Fair call. Now, would you, would you bring in Doherty, though, if you didn't have him? Or would you say, eh? He's uh, only in 10%. It's just not hurting you enough. Like... Even if he goes 150 this week, there's so few people that have him, especially in the top 1,000, that why even bother? Like, do you really need to take the risk on someone like a Doherty who is playing well enough that he could comp some attention at some point like he did last season? Um, I'm just not sure that you'd really need to. Okay. And Callum Mills, 543K. I think he's about 80 or so more than Caleb Daniel. 110.8 average. Looked Break fucking even. brilliant in the first half last week. Oh, he did. Seven uh, percent owned. Seven percent owned. Break even at one twenty-two. I nearly brought him in last week, and at halftime, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> uh, scores of one fifty-four, ninety-three, one hundred nine, and eighty-seven. Is he someone that you would bring in if you had the cash for Caleb Daniel, or would you just try and find another way? Would you go ten k cheaper? Would you go a short over Callum Mills, or would you try and get all the way? If you could, obviously, you'd say yes to Ridley, but otherwise, short or Mills. I'd, I'd go short for the safety. I, I like. I just don't think you need Mills. Also to consider at this point when bringing players in is your buy structure. So how does changing, say, a Daniel or a Butters or whatever change your buy structure? If you're going for overall, that is. So, you know, bringing in Mills, do you have Lloyd? Do you have Laird? You know, what sort of, what does your back combination work out to be? Can you cover it by the buys? Those are considerations. Um, I love Mills as an option, but if I'm tossing up between Mills and Short, I'd probably just go Short for safety in numbers, and I'd probably even potentially just go Stewart at a cheaper price for safety. Mills is a guy that can burn you if he if he don't if he doesn't progress or something happens. He's, a, he's almost a negative pod at that point. Yeah, seven percent owned. I agree. Uh, as a Josh Kelly owner, the negative pod is real. Um, okay, so midfield options. We're gonna we'll touch on the expensive ones later as upgrade possibles and and people you should be looking out for. But if you don't have the cash and if you have those failed premiums, etc., I think Walsh is still someone you can look at. Five fifty three k. He's still priced reasonably. Otherwise, in a week or so, I think. Um, yeah, Neil's going to be cheap enough. I think Titch will be dropping again to probably around that 550 or 560K. Zach Merritt's also dropping. And these are guys who can go on runs. It's it's definitely about team, like, matchup related at this point. None of – honestly, am not attracted to absolutely anyone else in midfield other than McRae, Steele, or Oliver. They're the only ones I give a shit about. Everyone else is like, eh. Yeah, even Titch is. No eh. one's going to hurt you. No. Titch has a good run coming up, which we'll get into. But Titch last week, I'll tell you what. Oh, no. I, save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Um, and the last one for the forwards, we've already gone on to Dunky Dusty, uh, Dunkley Dusty Dangerfield. What a tongue fucking twister. 
Uh, Zorko, 494K, our man Zork. I'm, from this point forward, hashtag blessing Zorko for that video. If but you don't bring him in this year. I will. I will. If you don't, I, I swear. will literally lose my shit at you. I will. I'm going to lose it. I will. Because for I'm not bringing him in because I think he's playing shit. When, when their draw eases up after their buy, I'm jumping on because yeah, he look, will go crazy. I mean, it could be a good F7, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How about an F you could with that with the, look at those price rates. That's exactly a great F7. How about that? 11470. He's a great loophole option. And those Sunday games later in the year when they're gonna reschedule the teams that are not gonna make the finals, you're gonna be great for that. <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> How dare you? As a Collingwood supporter, yeah. oh, how dare you? Yeah, exactly. I know what it's going to be like. I'm going to enjoy my Sundays this year. You do, you do, you do. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of eyes open and looking at premiums, if you don't have McRae, if you have some injuries like Adams, etc., McRae still... McRae's a must-have. McRae's still Oliver. And it's funny because we spoke about players that can play inside and out. Now, we... Extended it to McRae. I extended it to Josh Kelly, but I just didn't know he wasn't playing inside or out. He was playing on the fucking forward flank. That's true. Uh, McRae averaging 125, break even at 132, 31% owned. Awesome. Must have. If you don't have him, try and get him at any cost. Even if that means you have another injured player, get to him if you can. That's definitely a, if you have Daniel and you can cover the back line with, say, a Chapman or something like that. And you can go one down, one up and get McRae. 100%. That's you pull that trigger. Uh, next one is you're looking at Steele, 653K, averaging 124, break even of 101. So he has a fairly low break even. Now, my concern for them is they play Richmond this week, Port next week. Hawks and Suns eases up. Geelong, Bulldogs is a bit harder. But the benefit is before the bye, Saints are playing uh, Hawks, Suns, North Melbourne, Adelaide. Yep. About that. Um, and well, Richmond don't tag, or well, I'd be. However, having said that, um, I heard that they might be looking to to, to start that. I don't, I don't know if that's the thing that they're going to try and. Maybe they're being beaten so comprehensively. Who knows? Jeez, uh, no, it would be great to have Swizz on this pod, wouldn't it? Hey, Swizzy. Where is Swizz? Oh, we left him out. Yeah, classic. We probably should. Swizz. Sorry, mate. Swizz is the high more of Supercoach Insider. See, see, get, get him on later. Jeez. Um, um, anyway, so no. Okay, so I'll, I'll talk for a little bit while you do that. But um, McRae, absolute must have. I, I can't believe you don't. Now, here's the thing that I. I need you need to be aware of if you already have McRae. I think Steele's a great in potentially even this week before he goes up in price. If you don't get him now, then you're probably waiting about three, four, maybe five weeks. He's got to drop a poor score before he comes back into price calculations. From next week, Oliver is going to be available, so it's going to be um, probably around six hundred. If he gets one hundred and fifteen, he drops below six hundred k. Now, I personally plan on bringing Oliver in either next week or the week after. So my upgrade cadence is going to start a little bit earlier and I'm going to take a little bit more risk and aggressively trade to get Oliver to try and strengthen my midfield. So have a look at that. Because of the 67 that's in his cycle, next this week or next week, uh, uh, sorry, no, not this week, uh, next week or the week after are weeks that you have a red flag on uh, bringing Oliver in. So you, you've got to try and get him in the next two weeks if you – don't have him, obviously. So Yeah, um, I kudos that I am looking at getting Titch in like it's a plague on fire. Hawks, Richmond, North, Sydney, Carlton, Adelaide. 
Ah, uh, he could go absolute gangbusters if. Oh, he did go gangbusters last week and got yeah, 107. But even still, like uh, Warple apparently is tagging now. I don't even know yeah, why Warp, that's happening. Warple but- tagged Brayshaw, and then in the second half, this is what happened. Warple tagged Brayshaw and destroyed him so much that the coach went to Brayshaw and said, no, you tag Mitchell instead. So then Brayshaw was tagging Mitchell. That's what happened in the second half. Would not let him li- like leave a meter. And so obviously Brayshaw then wasn't chasing the ball like he usually would. So in the first half, he got tagged. Second half, he wasn't getting the ball. However, he got the ball late in the fourth when they released it all and, and Tish was just trying to get open and um, and left Brayshaw to do whatever he wanted and then Tish just couldn't find the ball. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm looking at him, Oliver. I'm also looking at Tish for the simple reason he's done okay so far, chipping away. Melbourne don't generally tag. I mean, Brayshaw, other players have done really well against Melbourne. They just kind of back themselves in. Then they have Adelaide, Saints, Eagles, North, Carlton, Suns, Sydney, Bombers, Giants. Now, you look at, so North Melbourne midfield's not strong. Even West Coast Eagles at the moment. Uh, mid, North Melbourne weak. are the second best midfield according to Champion Data. Thank oh, you very much. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> but you have a look. So Adelaide, he could he could do well against. Saints will probably be, yeah, they'll just back themselves in because Brad Crouch ain't chasing anyone. Uh, Eagles, they're without half their midfield and they're probably more worried about getting tagged than actually running with someone. North Melbourne, yeah, Carlton, Suns. I think it's a really good matchup. I would not be surprised if Titch actually goes 120 for that next sort of six to eight games. Yeah, no, I, I, that's why I bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Would okay. I bring him in? Okay, so knowing what I know now with, with Oliver's price dropping to what I think it could be, if, if I've got a chance to get Oliver instead of Titch, I just get Oliver. Yep. Now, I think Titch could go really well as well. I'd, I'd rather have both, but... Um, because I think there's more of a chance of of Oliver, hit, hit, Oliver hitting that fucking huge score in the coming weeks that you just go, oh wow, we wish I had Oliver now. Yeah, you know I, I think mean? if like, you don't have Oliver, you need to look. You know look. that one seventy from Oliver's coming. It's, it's around it's the coming. corner, right? I um, wish it was coming. He like got a Josh ninety. He had a ninety Kelly. point second half yeah. last week. Dude, he was he was good in that second half, and I, unfortunately, I didn't watch it live. At halftime, he's like, it was on like 43. He was getting tagged earlier in the game. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad I don't have Oliver. Next minute. I turn around and the, <laughs> literally I'm like, oh, why do I feel sheepish? <laughs> oh, That's well. unlike you to go the early crow. Yeah, it really is, eh? Uh, interesting. Now, I do agree. Now, Zach Merritt's another one. Taranto, 463K for Taranto. I'll get on to Merritt just after that. Averaging 94.5, break even of 67, 28% owned. Are you, if you are struggling for cash, would you rather move some? He's basically nearly a straight swap for a Daniel. There's no way in hell I would trade Taranto right now. But you're an owner. Nope. Aren't you an owner? I've watched him for the last three weeks and every single week. His problem is not his ability to get the ball. He had 32 disposals last week. He had like eight marks, six tackles or something stupid. Like he's racking up the pill. He's just not using it right. Now, the best... The best thing that you can have in, in Supercoach is a guy – well, it's not the best thing, obviously. Um, the, the worst thing you can have in Supercoach is a guy who uses it well but just doesn't get enough pill. Josh Kelly. Right. right. So, and look, they're going to generally have high floors because they're never going to you know kick those clangers or whatever that decrease their scores. Now, Taranto has the opposite problem. He can get the ball. He's just not using it well. There's going to be those games where he's going to have 32 possessions and eight marks and six tackles and he's going to score 160 because – all you need to do is just have a day where you're using the pill better. That's all he really needs to do. Now, if that becomes a trend by the buyers, then I can look to sideways him to someone else or I can upgrade him. 
But at the moment, I'm completely comfortable with what he's doing. I'll keep him for the entire season at this point. And but if he's you don't actually have him, playing midfield for the GWS Giants oh. as opposed to some other guys that I know. Fuck up. <laughs> um, so, but if you don't have him, would you get him in? No chance. No. I wouldn't be trading him in if I didn't have him. Fair call. Because why trade a guy in at 460K that's not in your forward line or, or defense? You know, you know you, at that point, I mean, the starting price obviously is fine, but you're not trying to trade him in now thinking that he's all of a sudden going to – he could average 90 for the next four weeks or he could average 120. You just don't know. I'm just not getting rid of him based on his current form. Yeah, that's so, fair. And his role. Yeah, his role's, his role's amazing. Like, he's got the perfect role. He's playing pure inside midfielder. They, they, he, dude, he loves a little cheap sideways 45 degree um, mark and kick. Like, he just, he loves getting those, those uncontested, but he can also get it inside and he tackles well. Okay, so let's so, go to underperforming premiums. Oh, so oh, sorry, I thought we were Zach, already talking about them with We Oh, we were. <laughs> he's not a premium. Yeah, he is. You fucking I'm high. keeping him all year. Um, Zach Merritt, seven, uh, sorry, last one, 579K, averaging 103.8. Break even of 120, 23% owned. If you have him, surely you just hold. Zach Merritt well, started. Absolute same problem that Taranto has. He's got. He's getting the pill. He's just not using it very well. And so, if that's your worst problem, that will turn around. That's a form thing. It's not. That's not a a problem getting the pill or a role change or anything like that. Like he's getting the pill. He's just not using it well. Move on. Continue to have him. I don't see it as an issue. Yeah, I'd be looking funny. to get he's, him in. It's funny he's having the issue and, you know, Clary, who generally doesn't use it that well, is using it well or he's just getting it just all contested handball, and, mate. yeah, handball. Yeah, handball. <laughs> handball, contested handball. If yeah, you get see, uncontested, you're screwed. Merritt and Taranto both kick a lot. And unfortunately, they're both – I mean, look, Merritt's, what Merritt tries to do, I think Merritt's actually a good kick, but he tries too much with his kicks. It's a little bit of Dusty in that. Like, Dusty – Kicks and he's a good kick, but because he tries so much with it, sometimes he turns it over or does something stupid or whatever, um, and that unfortunately decreases his ceiling. But let, let someone else take the risk. Yeah, absolutely. Just handball, handball to someone under pressure. <laughs> we call that the Dow. No, <laughs> oh, Dow fumbles oh, under pressure. If you, if you could even uh, take clean possession. <laughs> okay. Um, underperforming premiums. We'll start with the big one. Lockie Neal, 585K, break even at 168. Is it too late to move him on? I think it is. I think I, it is. He's not losing I, another I 150K think, from no, here. I, it's not even that. It's like at this point. You've made your bet? If you didn't know for the last two weeks already, you, you just kind of have to, you got to be like, oh, I made a mistake. And now I've got to try and hope that he comes back in. Like if he come in this week and pumped out a 140, I wouldn't be surprised. No, it's Essendon. Essendon. But I <laughs> could not give a shit if he did. Essendon or gift 140s. Yeah. like, I, But I just. I don't think that that's the norm for him this year at this stage until we see it. So I wouldn't be like trying to bring him in yet. But if you've got him, I wouldn't be trading him. There's no way. At this point, you just got – who are you going to go to? You're well, not going to make any money out of it. So it's Steve – literally a Steve, for no reason. Steve Riverland says, would you sideways Clary, Steele, or would you hold Lockie Neal? Oh, so if you were if going you, lucky to steal or Neil, so that's that's not sidewaysing, that's that's upgrading. Oh, that's, oh it's sideways. No, 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 no. You got to put money onto it. Oh, so it makes it an upgrade exactly technically, hundred percent right. technically. And but would you do it's it? It's also forty points per game at the moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the next eighteen rounds or whatever, would you do it? 
I would not. I would hold. I, think I would you've made say it. no. Here's how I would answer that. But what do you play for? Do you play for league or do you play for overall? If you're playing for league, you're holding hundred percent. Overall, you're holding. If you're training now, which is what we're going to get into you, on no, Josh fucking Kelly. Here's what I'll say. You're not upgrading earlier because you're trading to sideways at round five. If you haven't used many trades, then I can see a situation where you still trade him. But is but, Neil going to average you that much less than Oliver for the rest of the year? I think best case scenario for Oliver, 115 to 120. And I think best case from here to the end of the season for Lockie Neal, not not including his last four games, I'm saying 110 to 115. <sighs> so is it worth the trade? Lockie Neal's going to average you 120 for the rest of the year. Are you fucking on... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you say shit, and I don't know if you actually like think about it before you say it. I'll take one fifteen or above. I'll take. Are we going to make another bet in the season? <laughs> because currently you're really, really losing these bets. Like you're so far behind. Like, Who are they playing this week? Essendon. Yeah, one fifteen or above from this week on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's 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 put terms on this though. This can wipe out one of the other bets. Is that the term? But what if I lose? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then it's another $50. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. right. Lucky one Neil, one from round. Yay. Hey, hey. Uh, I would choose. I'm empty. Yeah. Uh, I'm also my wallet. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I, I think you hold. Chris has other opinions. Uh, still side bottom, 531K, break even of 181, 2% owned, scores of 87, 51, 79. What are you doing if you have still? I think you should have moved last week, surely. Um, side bottom. Uh, side bottom. Yeah. Uh, why? I don't. Why do people have still? He didn't even play the first couple of rounds. Uh, leagues, or they brought him uh, in thinking nice little or POD. Draft, I um, yeah. Dangerfield to uh, steal would have been working. Steel's a guy that you look to upgrade to. If you have him, I nah, I wouldn't be trading him out. I think I think you'd hold him. I think um, Adams I think, out. Does that help? Yeah, it does. And I saw him play a lot more mid. Look, the only he's getting the ball. He's just not using it to his usual standards. I think side bottom comes good this year. When I say come good, I mean he averages 100 to 105. So don't think that you're going to have an Uber premium by getting side bottom. I'm not, I don't think that. But I do think that for the next 10 weeks, I think he's going to play a lot more inside than he has previously. They're not going to throw Finn McRae into an inside midfielder. They're going to throw someone like um, side bottom in there. The other thing is like size done like nothing. Greenwood, like, how does he even getting a gig? Like, I don't, I don't know. All of it's weird. I, I think that Sidebottom will play a lot more midfield as opposed to forward, at least for the next ten weeks, which will hopefully increase his um his ceiling. So I, I think he's a hold. Okay, Josh Kelly, five fifty six k break even at one thirty five, six percent owned, including me and Tim Smith. Shout out, mate! I didn't forget about you. Would you hold or trade Josh fucking Kelly? Trade. Yeah, that but hurts. he's he's the to like let's if you have Daniel and you've got Josh and you've got like eight hundred other issues, he's probably the last one you move. See, I'm I'm on the fence, Chris. Now I can go. I have the money to be able to go Josh Kelly to Steele to Done. Clary, etc. But but then it ruins my plans to bring in say Oliver now or next week. So instead of having the extra premium, I am now uh, a week or so behind because I've got the money to essentially I can go Jordan straight to like a Titch or I can go um 
What's his name? Do you have Walsh? Edwards. I've got Walsh. What's, what's his so, name? Henry. I can go Henry down to Waterman. I can go Jordan up to Clary. That's how much cash I've got. I mean, if I was in your situation, how much is Josh Kelly? Five fifty and change. Where you, is he? Five, I'd be going someone e- equal or less, so it doesn't impact your trade-in plans. So someone like say a Brayshaw. Uh, no, he's Brayshaw. had two bad weeks. He's probably going to drop even more cash. Unfortunately, Brayshaw is. He's five thirteen k break even a one eighty six. At least Josh Kelly's break even is one thirty five. I agree with you, but I mean, let's think about this from a points perspective. He's not going to get tagged every week for the rest of the season. Josh, it's just not going to happen. Who, Josh Kelly? <laughs> Definitely Josh, not. Okay, Josh Kelly. No, I'm talking about. They've Brayshaw. had a hard run, but again, in upcoming up to the buy rounds, they play your Adelaide's, they play your North Melbournes. Universe are shit. They are. They are fucking and shit. Don't bring logic to this, Chris, because I did post out. I started venturing, and I'm like, what are they averaging wins? What are they? What is the that average? That just tells in you how bad Collingwood are, by the way. And they can't even score a fucking win. Josh Kelly averages 20 points less in losses the last four seasons, which hurts me because I don't think they're going to win. But Josh Kelly, could I do worse than have him at M8 and keep him as a trade? No, like, that's why I'm saying Tim, he's, Tim he's, Smith, surely. If, if, he's your la- if he's your least of your problems, great. But he's not the least of your problems. He's like your only problem. Uh, him and Luke Ryan are my so only net, problem, and they're not even that much of a problem, really. Luke Ryan, man. I yeah, I know, but Luke Ryan's just you're waiting for some top premiums the, to okay, come in. So you're ranked in the top thousand. Yep. You have a guy that's in six percent of teams that's continually burning you. He's a massive negative pod for you. You need to get him out yesterday. I'm telling. I'm telling you. Yeah, I know. He's killed. The, do, how much of the rest top of the th- top one thousand have Josh Kelly right now? Not many. But if he goes well, I'll be like the only guy. Yeah, fucking yeah, Josh Kelly. Yeah. Ned Kelly, no. Okay. Okay. So here's what we've seen so far this year from Leon. Yeah, Cameron. his we've role seen like sucks. four midfielders get injured, and he <laughs> refuses to play Josh Kelly in the midfield. He does not. He's like that African dude. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He legit doesn't give a fuck. I he's don't like, give a fuck. He's like, Supercoach, who the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck I'm about ca- you I'm guys. coaching this team. I, go, I don't care. He does not care about your pod. <laughs> so right. I'm just saying, and if you're worried about your, your upgrade cadence in the next coming weeks, then go someone, maybe trade to a forward line premium or trade to a, a yeah, I can Dusty. Go- you could get Dusty. Oh, fuck, he's 70% owned. I've made that bet. I can go Jordan to Titch, and I'll talk about this later, but... Yeah, it's an interesting one. Now, if you have Josh Kelly and you have the cash, then you can move him on. If you're going for overall, Chris seems to think it's a good idea. I, I Everything tells me it's a good idea, but I'm like, man, surely against some of these other teams, Josh Kelly's going to break out with some big-ass scores. <laughs> Is he going below 500K, uh, you know though? What I think? Is he I, going below 500? I've noticed something in your teams, and I, I need to bring this up to everyone. If they're a really good-looking dude, you just hold them. You're just like, you know what? That guy's got big guns. Who, I'm holding Who him. am I holding? Last year, you're like, Jai Simpkin, I really need that guy for the entire season. Look at those guns. Did I bring in Jai Simpkin? Maybe late. <laughs> yeah, you know. did. Uh, I'm just fucking with you. No, you, no just, I didn't. You're did attracted I? to the Kelly a little bit too much. I think you need to like dial it a little bit back. No, I feel like if you chose Josh Kelly, you've chose a premium <laughs> pod and he hasn't started well. So you're kind of like, surely he turns Dude, it around. In the preseason, you were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It comes to the regular season. It's like round four. He's fucking burned you four weeks in a row, and you're still like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> like, come on, bro. What's it going to take? An injury. <laughs> An injury. You he was choose... on like 60 at three-quarter time. and like, Oh, no, it was on like 40. No, no, that's this week. The, the, <laughs> the first three rounds, he was like top scorer 
at three quarter time and then did nothing wow. in the fourth quarter. This was reversed. He's making progress. Uh, what's going to make it change? An injury. Look, I don't do you know, know who I you're talking about? He's yeah. gonna get injured. That's what I mean. That's Hopefully. why he's playing on the half forward flank, so he doesn't get injured. He probably plays twenty two games this I, year. For the Josh Kelly owners, I feel like you've chosen an injury prone <laughs> premium, hoping he comes good. And if he's not injured, you kind of feel like you need to keep him <laughs> because he's not injured. That's the problem that we're in. Um, Luke Ryan, the other problem, 538k, break even a 124, 10% owned. I am also one of those nuffies. 84, 101, 99, 92. Not, can't trade him. Can't trade him. He's not the biggest of the problems at all. Not, it's not even It's not even that. They're it's, waiting for the tall defenders Luke to come back in. Ryan, he's, he's playing tall. Luke Ryan plays half a season every single season. Now, unfortunately, that seems to be the first half of the season that he's not playing this year. You watch the second half of the season, you'll, you'll love those 140s. But I don't know why. He has a he high can, ceiling, he, yeah. He has these huge purple patches, and then he just drops off a cliff for a half a season. So I would be holding 100%. I, there's no reason to trade him. What I'm worried about is that he had that knee to the back and that knee knock, and we know he had a slip disc earlier, but nothing was spoken about it. So I took a risk over him. He's had back issues for like two years, bro. Oh, well, get behind you me. You know this. Get my back. You know that he's had back issues for like two years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when you are, Dude, you know this better than I do, and that's, that's, that's why I, like, I don't know why you picked him. <laughs> Because no one else had him at the time. I was like, point of difference, pods, let's go. Sweet. Jack Bose was still anyway, there. Anyway, uh, Angus Brayshaw, last one we'll talk oh, about. And Andrew Brayshaw, sorry. Yeah, sorry, the other brother. Um, hold, 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 hold. Andrew, hold. 513, break even at 186, hold. got tagged the last two weeks. He's dropping cash. He is dropping big time, 125, 132. He's on my radar, but here's where I've, I don't think that I'll give him in. Is it because I have five midfielders right now. And I think that my next three will be Steel, Oliver, and... Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal. 115. It will Woo-hoo. be, yeah. It'll probably be Lockie Neal when, once he's really dropped off. Um, so depending on how I think he will go and if he does come back, I might pick up Brayshaw, but do I really want Brayshaw and Steel as potential breakouts this season? Am I banking on one or the other? Steel. Uh, sorry, Walsh, uh, Walsh, Walsh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, Steel's bringing out, mate. How much is Brayshaw averaging for me to get the benefits out of that? Because he really needs to be averaging, say, 110 plus to be, say, an M7. Because I still have Taranto at M8 right now. Yeah, no, you're screwed. So I, if you don't I'm have not Walsh. attracted to a pick like Brayshaw when I when there's Oliver and Steel that I don't have. Or someone like a Bond. Like Bond, Bond's dropping cash too. Yeah, but Bont's doing the Zorka at the moment. He's up and yeah. down, up and down. He right. needs two bad games in a row, and then you're looking. But he at does Bont. go on these runs, man. Like, yeah, I'm I'm looking at Bont dropping cash, and I'm just like, oh, Bont like a hot curry dropping everything. <sighs> Plus, he cut his hair. He's so much more better looking. <laughs> Are you talking about me about the look factor? I know. I'm just saying. No, Fucking hell. Uh, it's okay, added so some inches because he's now spiking it. Right. Final note: If you don't have Brayshaw, you don't have Walsh, you don't have Taranto. If Brayshaw drops cash, oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, you would jump on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. one one of them's decent. Two's a kind of partial liability. I just don't like the risk of having yeah. all three of them, or even two of them. Really, I'm mean, I, I not loving it. But yeah, um, I don't mind Brayshaw. I just I just think that. You you remember remind yourself who else you're bringing into your team this season, and if you don't have Oliver, if you don't have Titch, if you don't have um, Steel, if you don't have McRae, yeah, you're in you're a world in, of pain. You're in trouble. So, yeah, just have a think about that before you do it. Okay, and the last thing we'll touch on is VC and C options. I think there is only one way forward. Yes. If for the McRae and Gorn owners, yes. I think it's a straight yes. up. 
Boom. Straight up VC on McRae and C for Gorn and hope you have a loophole because if Sharp plays, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, Chris. Yeah, no. Because um, Collingwood well, played, Flint Collingwood play early? Play. Collingwood um, play Friday then, night, so I'm in trouble. Yeah, because you still got that Henry, eh? Well, unless, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got Henry, I've got Sharp, I've got Flynn. If Flynn plays. Yeah, so Highmore's used this, this week. Um, Sharp would be a great um, captain's loophole if he doesn't play, but obviously there's still rumours he might. Um, outside of that, we're going to really yeah, struggle. Cozzy's probably playing. So unless you have, um, you know, like a Cozzy Fife. probably will. I think there's... Uh, Fife is the only one, I would one, say I think, there's is an it? 85% chance that Cozzy gets named. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, that, so, I think that wraps us up, really. It does, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Well, yeah, so so McRae and Agorn, if you don't have McRae, Steele, obviously, if you've... I think if you don't have McRae, you probably have Steele or Oliver. I think they're also good shouts. But you can't go Oliver into Gorn, obviously. Um, Steel on the uh, against Richmond, I think, is a very, very good VC, and it's a little bit unique. Richmond just generally don't tag their mids, and Steel's a guy that can just rack up the pill and he tackles very, very well. So yeah, but Steel's average history versus Richmond's not great. I know anyone's average history versus, versus uh, Richmond. Yeah, not, really that great. not only that, he's only broken out the last twelve months. It's really, a VC. so I think you can afford it. Yeah, so that's um, that's your thoughts in a nutshell, Chris. It is in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> Help! I'm in a nutshell. How did I get into this nutshell? <laughs> How did I get into this nut that's made a shell? A visual joke for those at home on YouTube. That wraps us up. Thank you very much for joining us, and and look until next time. You stay classy, Australia. Oh, well done. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.